Football systems check. Microphone. Check. Record enabled. Kate. Check. Michelle. Check. All systems go. I repeat, all systems go. We got a problem. We got a Copy. We have ball blast. I repeat, we have ball blast. We've been a little bit of slackers lately, I would say. I wouldn't call it slackers. I had a medical emergency. Yeah, Kate was in the hospital, like always, because that just keeps That seems to just be where I live. I had some work travel to do, so yeah, we're back. We missed y'all. And we had We're only giving you a day to listen to this episode before your week 14 matchup, but I hope you listen. But also, congratulations if you're listening, because that means... You're about to win. You're about to win a championship. Well, championship. You gotta get through the first week. Shh. Don't jinx anybody. Don't speak. Don't speak. Don't speak. I'm so excited. Michelle, are you ready for the playoffs? How do you feel like you are prepared? Why do I feel like every single one of my players has a terrible matchup this week? I When I go through my roster, I'm like, oh. Like, everyone has such a bad matchup. Well, and the annoying thing, too, is that, like, Sleeper, ESPN, they have those color-coded things. So, like, you can just look down your roster and it's red. Yeah. So, like, it, it's really nice. And even, like, I don't even think those always mean something, but it's always nice when you're just scrolling through your roster. It's like, green, green, green. Like, I own Lamar Jackson. He's going against Buffalo. Still playing him. We'll talk Can't about that later. Can't sit Lamar Jackson. Nope. But then you also, everyone knows how much I love, you know, the players on the Bills. Devin Singletary, John Brown, All Josh Allen, and I'm not willing to play them, which it stinks for my rosters because I own them everywhere. Yeah, you you did not diversify your rosters. <laughs> hey, they got me to the playoffs. They did, but uh, one guy that got me to the playoffs, Derek Henry, Michelle faked me out last night. She said, "Kate, did you see? Did you see the report?" I was like, "No." What? <laughs> which report? She said, "Derek Henry tore his hamstring." She's like, you know how he's been, like, limited in practice? I was like, I saw he got a full practice. (laughs) (laughs) She actually had, like, a breakdown. Well, I think she had an internal breakdown because she just got quiet. (laughs) And I'm not a quiet person. She just, like, kind of sat there very quietly. And I had to finally tell her because I thought she was going to, (laughs) like, start crying or something. I was like, my baby can't do this to me right now. That, that's the, the point in time, because I literally was going through my rosters. I was like, oh my God, I own him everywhere. He's on the brink of being the leading rusher in 2019. He's very close. Uh, yeah, he probably will end that way. The way that it's going, he's on fire, and I wouldn't be surprised. It seems and like, who's ahead of him? CMC and Chubb? I think that's it. Yeah. So CMC's been slowing down lately. He's getting a little tired from carrying his entire team on his team. back. Yep, on his back. And then Chubb has Hunt now to worry about. So I would I'm... not be surprised if Henry ended as the leading rusher, which you have a bet in the casino from earlier this yeah. offseason. So we're rooting for that. Root for us to win some money. Yeah, and the odds were very... It was like way early in the offseason when I was shouting the Derrick Henry train and everybody was making fun of me. I went and placed the bet and the odds were pretty good. So (laughs) anyway, we are going to talk about some news. We're going to talk about some playoff strategies, and then we're going to get into our scrumptious starts. Let's do it. Let's do it. Breaking news. Breaking news. The bonus about recording this episode late in the week is that we actually have a lot of updates that we don't typically have when we record on Wednesday night. Yeah. It's nice. We know who's in and out. For some reason this week, teams are being very nice to us and letting us know right away that they're out. Like This has been very early for so many players to be announced out. Normally yep. it's like, oh, we're going to wait and like try to throw Keep off our opponent. Keep you on your toes. Yeah, but they're just like, nah, they're not playing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we know, a lot of, we know a lot of information and that gives us some time to figure out a plan B. So it's yeah. nice. Let's go through them. Uh, James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster out. Are they coming back in 2019? I don't know, man. I don't know. Juju, we know nothing about. Like, what is the knee injury they haven't told us? James Conner is just not playing because he doesn't want surgery in the offseason. I think he's fine. But it's his body. So you can play Benny Snell. I like him better in standard than I do PPR. 
Juju, I think James Washington's a good play, but we'll talk about that later. They're going up against Arizona Cardinals. Hopefully he faces Patrick Peterson. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. That used to be a matchup you try to stay away from, and now it's a matchup that you enjoy when your uh, fantasy player is going against him. So we will get into James Washington a little bit later. Who else is uh, officially out? Adam Thielen. That hamstring. Remember when they were acting like he was going to play in like week 11? Well, then he got hurt again. He re-injured it. And that's the, that's the risk when you're trying to rush these hamstring injuries is they aggravate and then But wasn't he even going to play again and then he re-aggravated it? Re, re, re-aggravate. It's, it's just a disaster, but I worry that we're not going to see Adam Thielen anytime soon either. And he had an awesome matchup this week if he got to play. Like, Stefan Diggs will get Darius Slay, so that matchup isn't great. Are you playing BC? No, I'm not. I'm not getting that cute. But uh, Coleman, I can't think what his first name is. The quarterback Coleman for the Lions, not good. He gives up a (laughs) lot of yards. So Adam Thielen would have balled out if he just played, but he is unfortunately out officially. Are you playing Kyle Rudolph? He's been really good without Thielen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've gotten a lot of questions. Kyle Rudolph or Tyler Higby? Uh In that circumstance, I'm going Tyler Higby. Kyle Rudolph just hasn't, hasn't been a big yardage guy. Averaging 40 yards per game with uh, Adam Thielen out, but he's averaging a touchdown per game with Adam Thielen out. That is insane. Is that something you want to depend on, though? That's what I'm saying. No. And I think that if Gerald Everett's out, we have probably a more reliable target share for Tyler Higby, and Seattle's actually given up the second most fantasy points per game yeah, they're giving to the tight end position. Those NFC West teams can't Ooh. guard those tight ends, <laughs> No, maybe. they can't stop them, so... Uh, if anybody has that particular question, which I've seen everywhere this week, literally, that's the only question y'all have for me. I've not seen it yet, but I have not put out my tweet yet for a sit start. So I'm sure I'll get a bunch of them. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of Higby. And this is the thing when, um, who was it? Who was it that we all played? Oh, OJ Howard, right? He goes against Arizona. We say, let's play him because he's going to go off against Arizona. We play him. And then the next week, we're tempted to play him again. And that's what I'm worried about with Higby. He does still have a great matchup. It's just I'm so worried that he went off last week and now this week he's just going to give us a big I don't fat. think he's going to give you the same exact game. It, he did. He put up a lot of yardage, saw a lot of targets. But, okay, Tyler Higby mm-hmm. or Vance McDonald I know. facing Arizona? I actually have to... Make that decision? Yes, I do. Because in most of my leagues, I don't have a good tight end. Like, I normally punt the position. So I've been streaming all year, and it's been working out. But now I don't know what to do. Because Vance McDonald literally does nothing, ever. (laughs) But we've seen tight ends come out of nowhere against... I mean, Tyler Higby is a tight end that came out of nowhere, wasn't doing anything all year, and went off against the Cardinals. And we've also had... We've had Vance McDonald be a threat in the... In the red zone this year. Not that the Steelers see the red zone very often, so I think that's more of the problem. The issue is also, um, Duck says he's a gunslinger. So is Vance going to be his target when he's a gunslinger? Unless he's, I don't know. I I would rather stick with Higby. I'm sticking with Higby. I'm not getting too cute there. Okay. Just because Higby has such a good matchup too. That's the only reason. Okay. But you can play Vance, I guess. Just... (laughs) Don't watch the game. Okay. <laughs> uh, T.Y. Hilton is out as Good well God. with they... that calf injury, and he says he might not come back this year. That's so disappointing because I I was really excited to see sort of the the progression of him in that offense with Jacoby Brissett as the dude, but all of his playmakers are just going down with flies. You do have the return of Marlon Mack this week. Doesn't sound like he's expected to be on like a snap count or anything like that, it sounds like he's he's just good to go, coming back with a fractured hand. But like who else is going to catch the ball? You have Eric Ebron oh. on IR. And you know Marlon Mack can't catch a ball with no, a he cannot. <laughs> broken hand. He wasn't doing it anyways with good hands. I don't think uh returning from a fractured hand he's gonna start catching balls. So no. yeah, it's it's Jack, Jack Doyle, Doyle, baby. That's it. It's Jack Doyle time. He did great last week. Jack Doyle could be a top Five tight end this week. As long as T.Y. Hillen's out, Jack Doyle should be in your lineup. Yeah, especially with Eric Ebron. Last week we saw Jack Doyle come out and run the second most routes routes, routes. routes against tight ends, amongst tight ends. 
you you killed that line. Yeah, you did really good. Ronald Jones. Oh my god, that was perfect. You messed up, and then Ronald Jones was the next on our list. Oh my god. Ronald Jones bench for a missed a missed <laughs> you messed blitz up then. pickup because he's terrible. So Ronald Jones couldn't uh, pick up a blitz basically, and Bruce Arians said, "You can sit on the bench," which is kind of ridiculous, but hilarious at he's- the same time. Bruce Arians has been very tough on this Bucks offense. Like we saw, I mean, the fumble of OJ Howard, or was it ruled a fumble or was it, it was like over the back and then he flipped it up in the, like, it, it was, was the most ridiculous yeah. I think fumble it was considered an interception. interception yeah. Okay. It was the most ridiculous interception I've ever seen. Just let it drop OJ. But no, he like fumbles it around his back and through the side and then he throws it up in the air. It was like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So like, he was benched right after that, and then everyone gets benched except for Winston, who which makes is a lot of mistakes. But Winston's been good this year, so I'm not going to hate on that. Ronald Jones should see time again. But do you do you trust him this no, week? No, you can't trust anyone in this backfield because one week it's Peyton Barber, the next week it's Ronald Jones. One week it's Peyton Barber. You have no idea. If you need to play them, then fine. And you just Bruce Arians to, is rude. You just have to get lucky. That's it. He's rude. He's rude. David Njoku, he's active, or likely to be active this week after being on IR the majority of the season. Not playing him this week against Cincinnati, but just because we have no idea what his snap count will be. Plus, he wasn't like this dominant fantasy title to begin with. But he gets Arizona next week, so that's someone to think about putting on your bench. He still has that IR um, designation. Yeah. Next to his name, so you can still put him in your IR spot if you have one. He'll probably need to be elevated to your actual roster, though, because he will be active yeah. this weekend. True. So. But he has Arizona next week, so definitely something to take into consideration. Grab him this week before people are trying to get him next week, especially if, if he has a big game. Yeah, I love it. Because then people will definitely want him. Golden Tate cleared concussion protocol. He's going to play. I'm I'm kind of excited for this matchup, and I don't know who to... Who to buy into? That's the issue. So they're playing against Philly. You have Slayton. You have Shepard back. You have Barkley. You have Evan Ingram about to play as well. That's a lot of people. And now you have Eli Manning and throwing the ball. So I think that takes out Slayton for me. Oh, we didn't even address that. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones spotted in a walking boot and oh, yeah. gets a sprained foot. Eli Manning's back, baby. Resurgence. Do you think he's sweating so hard right now because right now he has a 50 or 500 record right not like a, a spot on five yep, zero zero not a winning record not a losing record but like if you have to play a few games you're probably going to have a losing record in your career that you're trying to make the hall of fame that's going to be hard to get into if you have a losing record yikes rough but i bet you he didn't want to play yeah, go out on the well, high I note. I don't know. know. Maybe Heat wants to play, but I don't know who to play in this. This is really crowded receiving group. Yeah, but I, I mean, I think it's a shame that all these healthy pieces weren't there for Daniel Jones because I think that all of these pieces there would have been better for him. I think Eli Manning coming back is good news for Barkley. Yeah. Uh, because Eli Manning doesn't look farther than five yards down the field. So Evan Ingram and Barkley and Tate are the ones that I would like, and I'm staying away from Shepard and Slayton. Okay. That's how I look at it, just because Eli Manning refuses. I mean, he gets so scared, A, and he'll just like slide down if he's about to get touched. So he wants to throw it away as quickly as possible five yards down the field. Yeah. And that's why I think it was a little bit harder with Daniel Jones, because he actually like looks down the field. Yeah. All right, Jack Doyle extension. We talked about him just a little bit ago. And oh, it's yeah, nice... we forgot to note, it, he got some nice money. Yeah, he got some good money there, three-year extension, and he has a very nice matchup for his Tampa Bay yeah. plan. We already talked about that. Damian Williams, officially out. Daryl uh, Williams is on IR. on IR with a, they said it was a severe hamstring. It was a very weird, like, non-contact, I don't know, it was very weird, but... Now you've got LaShawn McCoy. And they signed Spencer Ware. They, of course they Because did. people were getting all excited about Darwin Thompson again. And then Spencer they, Ware Spencer Ware is, was signed one second later just to kill that vibe. Spencer Ware is the ex-boyfriend that just won't go away. Like, you think your friend dumped him, and then she brings him to the holiday party. I think Spencer Ware will be the man in this backfield. Like, I really do. He has 
the most experience in the backfield. Although, I mean, you've heard you've heard the coaching staff talk about the fact that, well, LaShawn McCoy is not getting any younger. Like, they've acknowledged that fact. And, you know, they've said that they want to keep him fresh. The way to do that is to get other people involved. But saying that, saying that I think Spencer Ware will be the man, maybe not week one. And also, I'm not touching anyone in this backfield this week against New England. No. Are you picking Spencer Ware up? In Dynasty, I was happy to grab him somewhere. Uh, if I'm really, really struggling in a redraft and I have a deeper bench, maybe. But probably not, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have a great schedule. So Kansas City this week has played New England. And then they get Denver and then they get Chicago. So none of those are like, oh, I need the running back like against this team. Yeah. So uh, just stay away. That's how I feel. Unless Spencer Ware goes off against New England, then pick him up. But I doubt it. I yeah, doubt as it. all running backs are known to do, just go off against New England. Yeah. Well, <laughs> stupid Baltimore Ravens did. Very irritated. Oh, well. All right, Michelle, let's talk about some playoff strategies. So one of my favorite strategies, and you guys should know this because I did it to Michelle a long time ago, blocking your opponents. Look at your opponent's roster. Where are they weak? Where do they have question marks? So, like, you're going to have a pretty good idea this week. You're going to know who, if you advance, you're going to know who you're facing next week. Look at their roster. Pick up players that they need. For sure. And one of the things I was going to say, like, this week, if you're playing against a team that has a quarterback with a rough matchup, that they might be going back and forth being like, should I play them or should I not? Like a Josh Allen. And you see they have them without any other quarterback on their bench. Go pick up a couple quarterbacks, or one or two quarterbacks that have a nice matchup, like a Ryan Tannehill, a... Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. All the Ryans. Yeah, and just put them on your back. Just, just take so those that they options away. Make him play Josh Allen. If you're going up against the Le'Veon Bell owner, pick up Lyle Paul, because there's a chance that Bell might not play this week because of an illness. It's kind of a random thing that we don't really know much about. But if he doesn't play this week... And your opponent has him. You want Blau Paul because you know who always wins people fantasy championships? Blau Paul. He is always winning people championships. He, he won't go away either. He is non-existent the entire year until it hits week 14. And then all of a sudden, he... I'm back, baby. He, he gets the starting job. It, it, like, no matter what. <laughs> With the New York Jets. And he always is fantastic. He's like a cockroach. You might want to pick him up anyways, even if you're not playing against the bell owner. For real. And I bet you he has a bomb game. Another thing to note, Josh Jacobs, he might not play. He's been playing with the broken clavicle. What do you do? Because, like, do you look at, you know, like a Jalen Richard, a DeAndre Washington? If you're going up against Josh Jacobs, what do you think? Uh, I think if you're going up against Josh Jacobs and he sits and your opponent picks up Jalen Richard, you should be happy. (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's fair I'm not I'm not I'm not getting all into that okay we saw Oakland last year be totally irrelevant in fantasy without Josh Jacobs so no I, I don't want any of those pieces you to be just... fair it is uh when you're we're looking at rushing attempts on the Raiders it's Josh Jacobs then it's DeAndre Washington then it's Jalen Richard but Jalen Richard is getting the targets maybe Jalen Richard is not getting the carries because he doesn't vaccinate Maybe he can't be touched by that many people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. We don't want to risk his life. No. The Raiders don't. are just doing right by him. That's all. They're, yeah. They're they're making sure he's on the right track. Um, another playoff strategy, roster multiple defenses. We never, never recommend this during the regular season. Ever. I just don't see the point. Just stream. Yeah. I Like, unless you're, you're uh, you know, Waiver wire has limited transactions, which if it does stop it, don't limit roster transactions. It like that's just a whole nother thing. But we're gonna get into that in the off season when we talk about doing up some rules for your league next season. But go pick up multiple defenses so that you have the streaming options well ahead of time. Philadelphia gets the New York Giants, Washington, but then the next week. They get Dallas. I don't want to stream a defense against Dallas, but you know what? New York Giants gets Washington in week 16. So, like, pick up. It. You're putting together the pieces of a puzzle here. I would still only want two defenses. I yeah. Don't, I don't want... I'm not saying, like, 
roster all of the defense. But you definitely don't need as many bench players. Like, you know who's going to be in your starting lineup. Like, pretty much you know. So you don't need as many bench players. So look at those defenses because defenses can win you weeks. Yeah. So you need a good option. They can also lose you weeks when they get you negative points. So you got to make sure you're playing the right ones. I like Tampa Bay the next couple weeks. They have Indy and they have Detroit. But then in the week 16, they have Houston. So I need a better week 16 matchup. So that's what I would look for. Uh, But that's definitely a good one. Also, like when you're talking about this, are you willing to start dropping people that have been helping you but have a terrible schedule? And I'm going to bring up one right now. And it's my Brace boy. yourself. It's my baby boy, John Brown. He has, this week he has Baltimore, next week he has Pittsburgh, and the next week after that he has New England. I'm not going to be able to play him. Like right now no. he's on my bench, and I'm not playing him against Pittsburgh, and I'm not playing him against New England. So why am I holding on to him? This, that brings up a good point though. Who at this point in the season are you willing to drop? Because I, I get it. Because this is where you need to roster Guys with upside, guys with good matchups, maybe an extra defense. This is where you win your league, right here. And if I have a Juju, bye. (laughs) Goodbye. Like, I'm done with Juju. He's been questionable at best when he's actually on the field. You now have another new quarterback under center. He's banged up. We don't even know if he's going to be playing. Use that spot, because you know what I'm hoping? My opponent picks up Juju, and that's just one more roster spot taken up on a spot. And, yeah, and that's what I was talking about with John Brown. Like, maybe my opponent picks him up and plays him. Yeah. And then if he beats me, my heart will die. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't – he's been having a couple rough weeks lately. He got a touchdown both games, but in harder matchups, he has not been hitting that 50-yard mark that he was doing all year. So this is a player, a type of player. It doesn't have to be John Brown, but that's been helping you win all year, but now maybe is going to really hurt you. Yep. And it's okay to drop these people, I think. And I haven't been able to actually pull the trigger yet and drop him because I just I can't. I'm dropping Juju and you refuse to drop John Brown. I know. I think I'm going to have to. Especially, so we're in a 10-team league and there's just some good people out there. Like like a Blah Paul that could possibly help me. Um, or some wide receivers that might be a better option. But I think I have to drop John Brown. Maybe for a streaming defense for next week, but I think it has to happen. Who's another one? Jamison Crowder's been struggling lately. Like, do you keep holding on? I picked up Jamison Crowder this week. I actually could see a bounce back game against Miami. But listen to his next, like, he has Miami this week, so fine. But then he has Baltimore and then he has Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Bye-bye. I'll cut him next week. Okay. What do we do with James Conner? But Crowder's had a couple good matchups lately and he hasn't been doing anything. Yeah, but I think also the the easy, we saw him ball out against Miami last time. Um, you know, I think sometimes it, a good matchup is not always a good thing for a, uh, you know, like Miami, they actually, they've been playing offense. So, like, you do have to keep up with them a little bit more than you have in days past. But if it's a steamrolling, you know, matchup, you don't need to go to that safety valve in your slot receiver as much. You can just throw it down the field, like. Hit your Robbie Anderson. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, you, you just don't need to use your possession guy as much when it's like, okay, I'll just sling it to the wide open guy 50 yards down the field. Yeah, I'm definitely not dropping Crowder this week because I would be very scared if my opponent picked him up and played him against me against Miami in a PPR league. Like, that could be really bad. I picked him up off waivers in a PPR league, and he is in my starting lineup. Do you but... know why you picked him up? Because I dropped him. Yes. As I'm saying, <laughs> but you're not playing against me, so that's okay. And if anyone's going to pick him up, I'm happy you did. We did not collude there. I did not tell her I dropped him. No, actually, I uh, I thought it was maybe you because I, I knew he was on your roster earlier in the season, but I didn't see you drop him. Um, I decided to drop him over John Brown and now I'm regretting it. Also, another one I'm thinking, stupid. a lot of these are going to be wide receivers because it's just easier to find wide receiver replacements than it is running backs. You really probably can't drop running backs. James Conner. I'm not dropping James Conner, but I am the James Conner obsessor. So, if, so am I. If you want to drop him, drop him. But if, I'm going to hold on and hope he plays for my week. The thing is, in week 16, he has the Jets, who are the best against running backs. So when are you going to play him? I don't know. I don't know, dude. But You've I'm not, been without him this long. I can't drop him, so shush. No, I'm not doing it. You but, know what? I'm cutting bait. I, I feel like I've done this in years past where 
I feel like maybe I just hold on to players too long. I'm cutting bait. Connor, bye. <laughs> Juju, bye. Fine, whatever. But if he plays next week against Buffalo, you're going to wish you had him. Like Thielen, bye. I I don't have time for this anymore. I'm definitely not cutting Thielen. No time. Okay. I have no time. <laughs> <laughs> Another wide receiver I was going to bring up. These are all just middle-of-the-pack wide receivers that you can find replacements for. But a Robert Woods. This week against Seattle, it seems like a fine matchup, but he will have Griffin on him, Shaquille Griffin, who's been dominant, dominant against the wide receivers he's covering. So I don't think that Goff's going to look at Robert Woods' way. So if I'm not playing him this week, then the next two weeks aren't looking great either against Dallas and San Fran. He's not someone I want to rely on in my playoffs. He's been inconsistent all year anyways. So yes, I would drop Robert Woods to pick up a defense that will help me out later on. Anybody named, uh, or anybody not named Tyreek Hill on the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, they shouldn't be on your team anyways. I'm just saying, I feel like some people have held on to Sammy Watkins being like, is he going to come back? If Sammy Watkins is still on your redraft roster, you gotta let go. And he could go off, but you know what? It's more likely he's not going to. Because he hasn't gone off since week one. That's such a shame. Remember when we had uh, Jason Moron for Blast His Balls? Yeah. And he said uh, top... Top 15. 15 wide receiver. And then after that week, I was like, he's going to be so right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like so sad. He and convinced then, us. And I, I'm feeling good right about now. Oh, um, he's definitely not top 15. He's yeah. like a wide receiver 49 right now or something. After a, what, 50 point week, week one? Yeah. Insane. Impressive. Impressive to have dropped that. Far. Is there anything else you want to hit on with playoff strategies? I don't think so. I think, you know, this is your time to be bold. So like. While I'm sticking with my studs, I'm also making moves like I'm getting a little riskier. I'm going, you know, like I always say, if you need a safe guy, do this. If you need high upside, do this. I'm always going for upside in these matchups. Like, go big or go home, baby. I got you. I got you. I, I, I'm staring down some crazy options this week. Deshaun Watson or Ryan Tannehill. And Deshaun Watson just did great against New England, which we were scared about. And I did sit him. I luckily came through. and I told you not to, did I not? Yeah, so maybe I shouldn't sit him this week against Denver. I don't know. I'm just nervous. That's all. But And Ryan Tannehill's been pretty decent, and he has Oakland. Ryan Tannehill's been more than pretty decent. Travis Kelsey, I own him, and he's going against New England. Or I could play Tyler Higbee. That's getting too cute, I think. I think think that's getting too cute. I got to stick with Kelsey. Okay, let's get into our starts of the week. Scrumptious. So meaty. What's not to like? Custard, good. Jam, good. Meat, good. It is delicious. It's good for me. It's a perfect way to start the day. It's a perfect way to start your fantasy playoffs, Steve Carell. No, Michelle. I wanted Kate to delete the scrumptious that I just said, and she refuses to, so don't make fun of me. Scrumptious. Shut up and delete it. No, uh, no, no, no. We need to get into our scrumptious starts. No time for editing, Michelle. Do you want me to start? Yeah, give me your scrumptious start. I'm going with Kenny Galladay. I know. He's got David. Blah. <laughs> Under center. Blah. 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 Does uh, anyone actually know how to say his name? Is it just David Blah? I don't David know, Blah. and I don't care. I know. He's got David Blow under center, who looked great. But that's what that's what quarterbacks who are unexpected starts seem to do. Defenses aren't preparing for the proper quarterback. I don't think he has a good game, but Kenny Galladay is just too delicious. I'm starting him with full confidence over the last five games, leading an average depth of target in the NFL, second deepest among wide receivers with 20 or more targets in that time, most targets of 20-plus yards over the last five weeks. That big play, that's what he does. Like, he's he's getting so good at just coming up with that big monster play. This is so risky of you to put Kenny Galladay as your start of the week. Well, I've, I've seen some people... Top 10 wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. Stop. I've seen some people say, well, he's getting Xavier Rhodes. Xavier Rhodes is allowing a career-high yards per reception, longest reception allowed. Oh, he's been Cash percentage. He's not Xavier Rhodes of years past. People can beat him deep. Easily. Yeah. Like, I, I'm just saying it's a vote of confidence for Kenny Galladay. I know he's an obvious start, but these are the weeks where people do question your top 10 wide receivers for 
good streaming options. I think you can, I think Marvin Jones is also a play of the week. Yeah. Uh, at, the Minnesota Vikings are not able to stop people through the air. No. At all. So I would be fine playing Marvin Jones. Happy to play Kenny Galladay. Get him out there. Get them in your lineup. The only thing I am worried about is that David Bloch looks so good. David Bloch. Bloch. Looks so good against Chicago, but it was his first game. And a lot of times we see quarterbacks. That's what we see. In their first game, do fantastic. And then after that, it's like, ooh, what happened? <laughs> but like the team got one game film on them because there wasn't anything before that. And then they can pretty much stop them. That's all I would be worried about. Yeah. And is this game in Detroit or in Minnesota? You look that up while I give my scrumptious start. So I'm going here. I know I'm a homer. I'm a homer, but we need to talk about it. It's James Washington versus Arizona. People are going to be scared to play him. I'm scared to play him. Not someone that I ever thought I was going to trust going into my fantasy playoffs because, you know, he had the dropsies for a little bit. But he's been nothing but fantastic as of late. Juju's out, so he again will get the start. Uh, from weeks 9 through 13, Washington has been the wide receiver 9. That and, is nuts. Yes, it is. And the With 11th, Mason, Rudolph, and Duck Hodges. Yep, and he has the 11th most, most yards most. in that span. He's been killing it. I mean, 69 yards, 90 yards, and a touchdown. 49 yards, not so great. But then 98 yards, a touchdown, 111 yards, and a touchdown. He's been great. And Duck wants to throw it long. The, the reason why I'm playing him is because Arizona is so, 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 so bad against everyone in the passing game, not just tight ends. So I, I think someone's going to have a monster game yeah. for Pittsburgh in the receiving game, and I think that's going to be James Washington. He's going to be able to beat them over the top. Uh, Arizona's giving up a ton, pretty much the most. I think it's the most passing yards in the league. This they is a just, great matchup for him. I'm going to play him. And yeah. then I was just going to add in – Vance McDonald, he's a solid streamer this week. Tyler Higby last week had eight targets, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Higby never had more than 47 yards in a game until this week. And he only had one touchdown on the season, and he got another (laughs) one. That was week one, by the way. And then he got his touchdown against Arizona. Arizona's now given up 13 touchdowns to the tight end position. One per game. One per game. So it's pretty much certain that Vance McDonald's going to get a touchdown at least. You what about Nick Finette? No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Stop it. No. <laughs> Unless you like need the cheapest option ever in DFS, it could be interesting. Interesting player prop. I bet the odds are pretty good. Ooh, yeah. yeah. We're obsessed with... Uh, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel Sportsbook. If you live in PA, uh, please... Hit us up. We'll give you a code. Yeah. But also, like, don't download it because you get obsessed. Yeah. Gambling problem. But I keep winning money. Yeah. I guess that's what the gamblers say. I keep going up and down, up and down, up and down. Oh, no. I just keep going up. I've lost $1 on the season so far. I have not lost any dollars. So I'm okay with that. Give me your next scrumptious start. Oh, I forgot we were doing scrumptious starts. I'm so... (laughs) So into the we gambling. Need a, we need a betting podcast. I think we do. Like player props. We have to we have to get some more uh, experience in it. We need to finish out the season. Fine. All right. My scrub should start Darius Geis versus Green Bay. Dude is rolling. He's been on. He's been good. He's been on a bit of a snap count over the last three weeks. 27 carries for 185 yards, two touchdowns. Also four receptions for 59 yards and a receiving touchdown. That's pretty good over a span of three weeks. They're Especially facing... when week one was like really bad. Like the oh, week yeah. he came back was really bad. So that's including that, right? Yep. Okay. Um, facing Green Bay, allowing the fourth most yards per play behind only Miami. Yeah. Remember when we thought that Green Bay was like the suffocating defense at the beginning of the season? Yeah, they started off strong. I don't know what happened. Yeah, allowing an average of 4.7 yards per carry tied with the Dolphins. The scary part is that they were a good defense to start the season. So that means that they've been that bad to catch up to the Dolphins. Yeah. You know and what I'm saying? Like we, but what I'm saying, I, I think the point in me making these comparisons to Miami is just that we look at Miami and we say, we got to play everybody against these guys. Yeah. And we're not looking at Green Bay in the same way. I think we need to start looking at Green Bay in the same way. They're tied for the third most rushing touchdowns allowed, eighth most rushing yards allowed. I mean, the offensive snap percentage for Geis is concerning, but 
do you think that he sees more snaps? I do. I given think he, his performance. I think he continues to see more snaps. Why would you not? A. He looks healthy. He looks healthy. B. You have no chance for the class. So stop playing AP. You already know what Adrian Peterson is. And he's retired. <laughs> so Darius Geis has, you have to see what you have in him. Can he stay healthy? Is really the biggest thing too. And I don't think you have to worry about right now limiting his snaps so he can stay healthy. Like, no, let's see if he can get a workload and actually stay healthy. Or do we need to draft another running back next year? Right? Yeah. Bryce Love. He's, yeah. he's an interesting guy. For he's sure. stash in your dynasty leagues if he's available. Yeah, for sure. I love Darius guys this week against Green Bay. I actually like the Washington's offense. Like Terry McLaurin has been pretty bad <sighs> as of late with Dwayne Haskins. Like don't get cute and play Dwayne Haskins. But we saw like we everybody thought that they'd have this college mm-hmm. connection. Same thing with Mason and Washington. Didn't pan out. As soon as Mason leaves, then you know Washington's great with that. But yeah, apparently these. College connections do not work in the NFL. Yeah. But let's give it some time. Dwayne Haskins is still new, and I think he'll start to hit his man, McLaurin. But I like this I like this matchup. Green Bay, Kevin King, the Green Bay's cornerback, is literally the worst corner in the league with giving up a gazillion and one yards. So I think Is McLaurin, that an exact stat? Yeah, that's the exact stat. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. PFF? Yep, I looked it up. Okay. I think McLaurin can have a good game. Okay. Now, Am I trusting it? Do I feel great yeah, about it? Yeah, are you it? going to throw him in your lineup? If I need to. If I need to. What is your threshold for needing to? Because I don't want to touch Brown him John Brown or McLaurin? John Brown. Okay. Really? John Brown, in the worst of matchups, has been at least consistent. Because of a touchdown. He's getting the touchdowns. Okay, let me give you another one. I need to think. McLaurin? Like, John Brown had a fine game against New England. That's the... Toughest matchup they've seen, and he did fine. McLaurin or Hollywood Brown in the same game? Hollywood Brown. Against Buffalo? Yeah. Wow, you really don't like McLaurin. I'm just sitting here like, all right, I maybe McLaurin's more of a DFS play. But I think you can play him if you're in a deep league, if you need a flex, I think you can play McLaurin. This week. Now, I'm not expecting a ton, but I would not be surprised if he ended with 70 to 80 yards and a touchdown. That's what you're hoping for. Okay. Okay. And to defend Marquise Brown, it it's just like all he needs is one, you know? All he needs is one play. Against and- Tredavious White. Shh. <laughs> all right. My scrumptious start is kind of a whole offense here. I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings against Detroit. All of the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about Stephon Diggs in a second, but I really love Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook, I think uh, he's definitely playing, and I think you can trust it. Like, you're obviously playing him, but people are like, should I be nervous? Like, do you think he plays a few snaps, gets re-injured, or do you think it's he's just more of an emergency play? Or, you know, maybe Alexander Madison steals a ton of snaps. And those are all possible things, but you have to throw in Dalvin Cook, especially in this matchup, and just pray that he gets his normal workload but I also think then at the same time you can play Alexander Madison because I do think he steals some snaps I think both can be really great against this Detroit defense that is very much struggling as of late the Chicago offense right we did just see them go off against Dallas so that makes this case a little bit worse but (laughs) still Chicago offense that has been pretty bad against Detroit Mitch Trubisky had 338 yards and three touchdowns like that doesn't usually happen David Montgomery had 75 yards on the ground that doesn't normally happen and then Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson both had really good games Anthony Miller with 140 yards and zero touchdowns but then Allen Robinson got the touchdown with 86 yards Allen Robinson had Darius Slay on him and then Anthony Miller had Coleman and that's why I love the second option in an offense. I'm not going all BC because I'm not going to get that crazy. <laughs> DFS, though, think about it. I just really need a deal in the play. But Stefan Diggs, I think, can oh, like beat Darius Slate like Allen Robinson did. Like, I think he's talented enough. Now, when Minnesota played Detroit last and Stefan Diggs went off, Darius Slate only played for a quarter because he got hurt. 
Yes. So we have to take that in consideration, but I still think you can plug them in. I love Kirk Cousins this week. I love Kyle Rudolph this week. And I love both Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Just, I'm, I'm happy to play anyone in this offense. Did you mention that Dalvin Cook was left off the injury report? That's fantastic. Yeah. Weird that someone with a shoulder injury can just be okay the next week. You are so bitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, my final start of the week, I am going with tight end Jack Doyle. I know we talked a little bit about him before, but not only are the circumstances just absolutely perfect for Jack Doyle, he's got T.Y. Hilton out, Chester Rogers out, Eric Ebron out. You do have Paris Campbell returning. You have Marlon Mack returning. Mac, we know, is not going to catch literally anything. But not only are those things perfect, they're facing Tampa Bay, who can't stop anything through the air. Mm-hmm. You've got Jack Doyle, who, you know, he's a big dude. He's definitely been more of the yardage guy in the last couple of seasons. He's been the tight end that actually gets more um, reliable just yards, targets, Eric Ebron's been the the red zone guy, the red zone threat, but he's the one that that can make that big play. And while they're they're short on other pass catchers, I think that they're just going to keep going to Jack Doyle over and over again. And Tampa Bay just can't stop anybody in their secondary. Well, what's cool about the Colts is that they're pretty predictable about what they want to do. So when they have T.Y. Hilton, they go through T.Y. Hilton and the wide receivers. When T.Y. Hilton is out, they move to the tight end position. Like that's what they go through. That's what they did last year with Andrew Luck. And it turns out it's not just an Andrew Luck thing. That's just what the Colts offensive system wants to do when T.Y. Hilton's out of the game. So with Hilton out again, I, I think the game plan is going to go through Doyle. Yeah, I, I love Jack Doyle again. I think he's an easy top five tight end this week. That's bold. I do. Okay, so what are and, you going to do if he's not a top five tight end? Um, I don't know. You're going to have to chug a beer. Okay. So that's what we do. <laughs> He's you, had a touchdown in the last three of five games, tied for the 13th most routes run during that time span. But now Eric Ebron's on IR. So think of all those uh, routes run that Eric Ebron swiped during the last five games. They're all going to Jack Doyle, baby. I love it. I love it. And I, I totally agree with you, but I'm now hoping he's the tight end six. So you have the trigger. <laughs> Uh, I, before we get into our bad matchups, I did want to do this or that real quick with Alexander Madison, which I just talked about. You can play him. But would you go with Alexander Madison or Rashad Penny versus the Rams? Oh, good God. Um, These are actual decisions people are going to have to make. Rashad Penny. Okay. And why is that? Because um, they both should get some carries. So they both should get some carries. My concern comes from the fact that Dalvin Cook was left off the injury report. We've seen Alexander Madison involved in the offense, but not not super involved when Dalvin Cook's just getting the, the full workload. I, I still think that Dalvin Cook's going to come out, get his full allotment of snaps. But over the last two weeks, we've actually seen Rashad Penny be involved in the offense independent of Chris Carson. So that's that's just my, I think that Madison's performance is more tied to Cook than Penny's. Why don't I trust Penny yet? Like, I... Was the penny you're the truther. Guy, yeah. I'm the penny truther that I love his talent and he's showing he's so talented. I don't think I trust Pete Carroll. Like yeah. he could easily just sit Penny the whole game. <laughs> Cause I could see Carroll doing that. Uh, like, oh, we meant to get him in there. Yeah, we meant to. I wish I wish we got him in there. More. I wish we got him involved. Oh. Okay, McCoy Ware Darwin Thompson, one of those players versus New England or Alexander Madison. I'll take McCoy. You're going McCoy over Madison? Yeah. Madison has the easiest matchup of the week, or one of them, and you're going with McCoy? I just trust the workload more. No, I, I'm going what with kind Madison. Of, I'm just wondering, what kind of workload are you expecting for Alexander Madison? Because I'm thinking like seven carries. I'm thinking more than that. I think they're going to want to make sure Dalvin Cook stays healthy for the playoffs. And also, if the Vikings go up fast against Detroit, why are you keeping Dalvin Cook in? So I think both players can do great. I just think Alexander Madison's going to have a pretty big workload as well. Okay, well, in one of my leagues, I need to decide Alexander Madison or Jalen Samuels. PPR. Madison. Easily. PPR? Mm Mm-hmm. Easily. Jalen Samuels has been one of the worst running backs in the league. Well, you're not really counting on him for his running performances, so. Yeah, but Duck wasn't looking at Jalen. Okay. I'm going, I I like Alexander Madison this week. One more. Bo Scarborough. 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 Or... 
against the Vikings or Madison against Detroit. So in the same game, you know Bo is going to get the workload and you know Madison is just a better talent. So which one are you going with? I'll take Madison. Yeah. But also because of the matchup, right? Like the Vikings are so good at stopping the run. Yeah. And And not against Chris Carson and Penny, apparently. (laughs) They can run all over them. But normally the Vikings are really good at stopping the run and Detroit's really bad. Yeah, I, I I trust the offensive system more. Okay. And that's the differentiating factor. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you there. So I would go Penny, Madison, Madison. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Let's get into bad matchups real quick here. Who's some who's someone you're staying away from? I'm not playing Marlon Mack. Um, I think that a lot of people are going to be tempted to throw him into the lineups. Um, the coaching staff came out to say that like, yeah, he's going to see a normal like snap count. He's not going to really be too limited, but they did say that they expect all four running backs to be active. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. Four active running backs on your roster for a single game that Jonathan Williams is going to get touches. That tells me you're probably going to get all of them involved. Maybe. I can't imagine first game back after fracturing your hand, you get a full workload. Even if he does, I mean, if you're telling me he gets 20 carries and I still want to play him, but this Tampa Bay defense can stop the run. Very, they're pretty dominant. So yeah, you're right. With the, with the worries that he might get some carries taken away, he's not going to be involved in the passing game and the matchup. I want to stay away. Now, if he ends up getting 20 carries, am I going to be shocked if he gets 80 yards and sneaks in a touchdown at the one-yard line? No, but that's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to trust, I don't, like, if he were healthy, I'd probably just play him, because you know. You've been playing, you've been playing without him now for a few weeks, for a couple weeks. So you already have someone else you can trust, unless that person was Jonathan Williams. (laughs) Then you're stuck too. Uh, I my issue Madison, is though, Madison or Mac. Mm, that's Mac, a hard one. yeah, I go Mac, Mac just because I think the workload will be heavier. But Penny, my, Penny or Mac? Penny, probably, I'm going Penny. I think Penny has the higher upside, but I stop. Um, <laughs> I, I just think that, like, even if Mac had been healthy the whole time and he's been playing since. Uh, you know, over these last few games, I still would be looking at this matchup and being like, oh, do I want to play him? So add in the fact that he's returning from injury. No, thank you. Yeah, not great. I'm okay with him going off on my bench. Should that happen? I don't think it will. I agree. Right. Who I are agree you sitting? Uh, I'm, I already talked about this with John Brown. I'm sitting Josh Allen and John Brown. This this matchup just stinks. Bills versus Ravens. The whole game kind of stinks for a lot of offensive players. I'm sitting Josh Allen. Uh, just the Ravens have been so dominant against a quarterback position. They have not given up a 300 yard game since Week Four to Baker Mayfield. After that, 131 yards, 235, 241, 167, 169, 165. Nope. And then the rushing, they know how to stop the run. It kind of makes sense. They get to play against Lamar Jackson every game. They went against Kyler Murray. Murray had four rushing yards. They went against Russell Wilson. He had 27 rushing yards. They went against Deshaun Watson. He had 12 rushing yards. They've played these mobile quarterbacks so far this year, and they've done absolutely nothing. So, no, I don't want to start Josh Allen. Okay, so I have a league where I have Josh Allen. I'm playing Ryan Tannehill this week. Love it. Yep. Yeah. We think that's fine. Okay. I'm actually doing the same thing. I'm still willing to play Devin Singletary because the Ravens have given up yards to running backs. Even Raheem Mostert had 146 yards and a touchdown. Last game, Joe Mixon had a good game against them. Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson combined for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Todd Gurley had a terrible game, but, you know, it's Todd Gurley this year. (laughs) So uh, I'm still willing to play Devin Singletary. Not thrilled about it. Still willing to play him. I'm staying away from John Brown. I'm staying away from Josh Allen. On the other side of the ball, I'm still willing to play Lamar Jackson. Oh, absolutely. Now, the Bills are also really good against stopping the run with quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, They're one of the best in the league. However, they haven't played 
really anyone that's a mobile quarterback. What I they have not played Lamar Jackson. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So if I do think the Bills stop Lamar Jackson through the air, I think they'll do a good job containing that, but he's just going to figure it out on the ground. Like That's it. And I'm not sitting Lamar Jackson in crying because he went off. The issue is that the Ravens coaching staff slathers him with butter before the game and just like, you cannot tackle Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I like, man, looking back in the preseason could not have been more wrong. Oh, same. Yeah. Uh, still playing Mark Ingram. The Bills have had a lot of trouble stopping the run. Mark Ingram will be fine. And then I'm not playing Hollywood Brown, Marquise Brown. Not at all. Not against Tredavious Wright. And I really don't want to start Mark Andrews either, but... I think you have to. Lamar Jackson's going to have to throw to someone, and he looks at Mark Andrews. So you can play him, but I don't really want to. Higby or Mark Andrews? Doyle or Mark Andrews? Like Those are people that you could have got off the waivers recently. Doyle over Mark Andrews. Okay. Mark Andrews over Higby. Okay. I'm going Higby and Doyle, both over Mark Andrews. But if I'm getting... If I'm looking at Vance or Mark Andrews, I'm sticking with Mark Andrews. Okay. Okay. Who else? Anyone else you're staying away from this week? I'm staying away from the Cardinals. Just all over the place. The ground, the air. First of all, the run game. No. (laughs) The Steelers defense have been just so, so dominant. There's no way I would play Kyler Murray. There's just too many other options. And he's banged up. He did not do well at all against the Rams. I'm not playing him against this defense. The run game, you've got Kenyon Drake. You've got Chase Edmonds. You've still got David Johnson there. What like what do you expect from this backfield? And The run like, game would be hard to trust against any defense, let alone a top defense against the run. Yeah. So, so yeah, I don't... Not trusting anybody there. Mm-hmm. Not in DFS. Not Certainly not in my season leagues. I want nothing to do with them. Joe Hayden and uh, Steven Nelson quarterbacks for the Steelers are both top five in uh, fewest yards allowed this season. Impressive. So not starting Christian Kirk. Larry Fitzgerald comes out of the slot. That's the one area that they've been struggling lately. So maybe you can throw him in, but he's been pretty inconsistent. By pretty, like really, really, really inconsistent. I don't want to trust Larry Fitzgerald. No, I don't either. So yeah, I'm staying away from that offense. Pittsburgh defense is a good play. Yeah. I'm sure some someone's going to score. Oh, yeah. Someone always does, but... Who is it going to be? It's going to be a roulette. I think it's going to be Larry Fitzgerald. So if you need to play someone in this offense, I would play Larry. Okay. Anybody else? Um, I think that's it. Um, I I think that's it for the big main ones that you need to stay away from. You're going to win your week this week. I just want you to know that. Think positively. You will crush your opponent. Yes. Well, thanks, guys. We missed you. Bye. Bye, y'all. Good luck.